Hey, hey, welcome back for another episode of the Lovish Podcast. This podcast episode is extremely special to me because you all got to participate in this episode live. If you've been listening to the Lovish Podcast, then you know that we hosted our virtual anniversary party. Woohoo! And you guys got to join me live and ask your questions and participate. And I had two amazing guests guests. So if you are listening to this audio and you want to watch the replay of the anniversary party, head on over to my YouTube channel so that you can see all the quirks, the conversations, the comments, and everything in between. Otherwise, if you just want to catch the audio right now, then you can continue listening. And that's all I have for you this week. the Lovish Podcast, and I'm your host, Sita Hood, a licensed clinical social worker. Each week, I'm going to help you to develop the belief and strategy necessary to make an immediate impact on the world by deep diving into topics like mental wellness, faith, relationships, and love. I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. What would the anniversary celebration be without us taking a trip down memory lane? Um, I wanted to really talk to you guys about the concept of the podcast, like what it was that made me even um, start the podcast again. We have these half-hearted versions of love that we express, surface-level versions of love, and it's because we're afraid of being hurt. And so when I was even thinking about like a platform, I'll be honest with y'all, I don't want to start a podcast. I do not. I don't want to be one of these people you see on a podcast like, well, I listen to my podcast. That was not me. It was nothing but the Holy Spirit, okay? So that's why I'm here. But I was like, where can I have authentic conversations and answer people's questions? And really what I thought about was the discussions that people are unwilling to have on real life topics that we have to talk about. And when we don't have those discussions, it becomes a breeding ground for depression, a breeding ground for anxiety, or worse, a breeding ground for our trauma. So we have to get real and stop being afraid of getting hurt. There were so many women in my regular life and then also in the practice or in my programs that I was talking to and the themes were all the same. We have the strong friend that's afraid to be vulnerable and share her heart. We got the overworked boss babes that are killing it at work and they're afraid to rest because they don't want to lose everything. We got people who have conflict in their relationships that's tied to past trauma or trauma bonds. We got negative dating cycles, all those things. And nobody's having the conversation. 
And so I just want to share with y'all, the show has grown over the past year. It's been heard on the airwaves in Turkey. It's been heard in India. It's been heard in Germany. It's been heard in the United Kingdom, the Philippines, Russia, and more. This is much more than I could have ever imagined. And I am so grateful. I'm so excited to have you as a listener of the show because without you being the person to share the show without you being a listener it wouldn't make it very far and so i want to take a moment and i want to go back but um i just wanted to read some of the reviews that you guys are leaving so the lovish podcast provides therapy for the heart soul and mind and that was from aaron Fernice. I found another binge-worthy show, y'all. I absolutely love this podcast. One episode and I've been hooked. The topics are super related and I love how she backs things up with biblical concepts. I'm loving it. That's from Deanna. Listening to the Lovish podcast or the Lovish is a breath of fresh air. Sita's whole vibe is one of caring and understanding the struggles of women of color. And then Bridget, we got Bridget on the line today. I just couldn't even pick a part of this. (laughs) Each episode covers a topic that hits home and Sita's transparency is so refreshing. I always walk away feeling like I'm not alone with practical tips. I can immediately begin to apply to my life. This podcast is already marked as my favorite and I will be right here listening every Tuesday. Bridget. So I just wanted to show y'all some of the love that you have been showing me. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the comments. Erin says pretty, Shana says congrats, welcome, welcome, welcome. So in in a way that I, I would love to celebrate with you guys, part of my love language is acts of service and giving, right? So it's time for a giveaway, y'all. If y'all ready for the giveaway, let me see it in the comments. Now, I told you all that I would have special guests join me for the show. So I want to take a moment and I want to introduce you to the special guest that we have for this evening. Y'all welcome Naomi Marguerite Bernadette Horton. Listen, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited and congratulations, girl. (laughs) International. Okay. okay, National Podcast Day. All right, let me read your bio. Let me read your bio because we, we believe in hyping sis up over here. So we're not going to let you come up on here and not get hyped up. Romy was born and raised on the south side of Chicago, more specifically over east. Yay. That's how she put it, y'all. <laughs> she enjoys singing, dancing, hanging out, talking, and having fun. She currently works as a medical lab technician, but is working on becoming a full-time serial entrepreneur in the next two to three years. She's the host of It's a Word podcast and upcoming network marketing expert. She loves her rescue cat, Oliver, and looks forward to the day when she can bless rebuild and buy back her community y'all say welcome to Romy welcome 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 hello hello we got some people pouring in saying hey hey Tasha we see you thank you so much guys for the warm welcome I'm super excited I cannot wait to dive into these topics honey okay it's hot tea. Y'all came with the questions, okay? Okay. They said we 
questions, questions. Questions, questions, okay? All right. I'm going to bring up our next guest. Our next guest, I'm going to pop you on the screen in three, two, one. Preacher, teacher, speaker, Tiffany Leggett is a woman of influence and an uprising voice within the kingdom. As an inspiration to many, she desires for everyone to pursue a personal relationship with God, serve him with their whole heart and fulfill their highest potential in him. She holds a bachelor of science degree in family and consumer sciences education from East Carolina University. Tiffany is a social worker. Yes. Come on and stand up. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and for the past 13 years, she has served the elderly and disabled adult population. Y'all give a warm welcome to Miss Tiffany Leggett. Hey, y'all. Hey, I am absolutely thrilled for you. Absolutely thrilled. I feel like I have been a part of this journey before its conception. So it hits a little different for me. But thank you so much for considering me to be on your platform and sharing your platform and Romy, I look forward to chatting with you as well. All right. We got the welcomes pouring in. Thank y'all for showing some love in this place. Okay. I'm going to get right to it. Okay. We've already done our first giveaway. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Here we go with our questions. Y'all ready? We ready. Y'all ready? Okay, we're not we're not gonna play around because y'all didn't play around with these questions. Boom. First <laughs> question. Not. How do you walk in your purpose? Whew. Okay. Y'all wanna tackle that or y'all want me to jump on that first? Um do the honors, Romy. You go here since you I, you know, I don't really have much, right? And to be totally transparent, I think I'm still trying to figure it out. But what I think that it will like look like is when you have a life that's fulfilled, right? Mm-hmm. So you may have those moments where, oh, I may not feel like this is it or anything like that. But when you do it, there's like a peace that comes and it's like, I feel like, and it's making a difference. That's the big, Mm. like it's affecting someone else and making a difference um, and ultimately bringing glory to God. And I feel like that's how you can walk in your purpose. Also, I think walking in your purpose can look different in different seasons. Like it doesn't have to look like one thing, but in this moment and in this particular season, how do I walk in that purpose? Because our ultimate purpose is to glorify God and to bring people to him. So how can I do that in this season? And I feel like that's how you'll know that you're walking in your purpose. Okay, purpose. So what I talk about on the podcast and, you know, in my um, group programs and things like that, and I have to say that because I know some of y'all didn't heard me say this before. So, so forgive me. But for the new people, what I talk about is I think we drive ourselves crazy when we go over this word purpose, purpose, purpose all the time. We have a purpose. Yes, we know that's true. But I think the expression of purpose changes throughout our life. Right. And so my expression of purpose is to be done through social work, is to be done through the groups that I do. Part of my expression of purpose is in this podcast, right? So it is how do you walk in purpose? Dumb it down a little bit. 
because purpose doesn't have to be so huge and overwhelming and overtake you. And it's like, what is my life's purpose? Like, if you just start walking, you will find your life's purpose. You will stumble into it. That's one of the things that happened uh, to me. You know, if I could share my own personal thing, I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I'm being pulled in this direction. And then as I start to walk, some of the ladies on here in the chat have been with me from my very first course that I created called Empower. That was way back when, when I look at the video now, camera footage is jacked, right? <laughs> <laughs> but here we are now where there's a whole podcast about purpose. There's a whole podcast about empowerment. There's an app, there's this, there's that, you know? And I don't say that to brag or anything, but I say that to say you will stumble into it if you just take the first step. Don't get so caught up on how big it is. Just walk. Makes sense? Y'all with me? Good. I'm reminded um, of this analogy that I heard before, it's like riding a bike. Mm -hmm. There's a God can only uh, direct you if you're in motion. You can sit on the bike mm -hmm. all day and turn, but you won't be going anywhere until you actually start pedaling and moving. That's mm. good. That's good. And I just actually saw a meme, well, post um, yesterday, and it kind of showed me a different perspective because a lot of times when it relates to purpose, we always say, well, what is it that you're passionate about? And oftentimes when it comes to purpose or when it comes to things that you're passionate about, oftentimes you didn't know you were passionate until you started doing it, mm -hmm. until you got in motion. So um, and that's kind of like my story. I never knew that I would be so passionate about social work and about helping people until I actually started to do it. When I was young, I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a doctor or I wanted to be a chef. <laughs> but when I but God just kind of created this path for me. And I kind of stumbled into social work and I absolutely love it. So I think sometimes it's not always what we're passionate about, but when we do it, we become passionate. about. Yeah, it. it's the drawing as well. Yeah, Even if you have a little bit of interest and I want to honor, we got another therapist on here. I don't know if you want social work, but I know I think Jessica's a therapist. Say, hey, Jessica. Hey, Jessica. Even if you, Sheena's a therapist or She's a licensed therapist, even if you know she coaching right on, now. On <laughs> she she helping black girls heal right now. Okay, we need it. We need it. <laughs> so we got a couple of therapists on the line. Um, yes. Okay. Okay. Jessica's a therapist. Now I don't know if you know you're a social worker or not, but once you graduate, I feel like child therapist. Okay. <laughs> You know, we we not we not about that arguing up in here to be like, oh, social work is better than this, blah, 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 whatever. Mm -mm. We ain't got the time for that. OK, next question. We're talking about identity and purpose and authenticity. How do I figure out who I am? I feel like I've changed so much and I'm not the same person. So all of these questions were submitted by listeners in advance. Hmm. Romy, you look like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had, um, and I, I feel like I can just relate to this question so much. Um, so one way I feel like we can um, figure out who we are is by addressing those changes, like facing them and not being afraid of them. 
Um, and also embracing it, that it's okay to change. Like we're all going to change mm. in life at some point. Like we're all going to evolve. And I don't think that um, like it's a bad thing. So just getting to a place where you can be comfortable and say, hey, there's, listen, y'all. Changes. I'll be changing my mind so much about things. And sometimes I beat myself up about it. Like, girl, just make up your mind. But it's like, no, like I'm allowed to change my mind. I'm allowed yes. to change and grow and you have permission. Exactly. And some things that I used to be OK with, it's like I'm just not OK with it anymore. And that's OK. Um, so I think just facing that and being OK with it and understanding that it's a part of being human, like it's a part of life, just going, going with the flow, you know, and you figure it out by just resting in it. Like this is who I am. I, I do change my mind or these things, you know, that once didn't bother me, they bother me now. And that's okay. Mm. Yeah. I, um, Sheena left a comment and I'm reading the comments out loud for when this is actually on the podcast so that listeners can, you know, be a part of the conversation. So Sheena said, you got to roll with the changes. I feel like with growth, we're constantly reinventing ourselves and 100% agree with that. Mm -hmm. What I would add to both Sheena and Romy's comment is that, um, I think that change is good. You have permission to change. The only thing I would say to be mindful of is if you are shape shifting versus changing because you want to, because I think sometimes based on who we are around, the environments we're in, what that person does, we are influenced by people. And sometimes we can shape shift into people that we don't actually like people that we're not intending to be. Mm -hmm. So I always think like the easiest example of that is like, if I am, um, if I hang out with people that got a tendency to really bad mouth everybody and I don't really like that, but when I get with them, I don't necessarily want to be like, <laughs> okay, girl, stop, stop doing it. So I just join in and bad mouth them as well. That's mm -hmm. more so shape shifting as mm -hmm. opposed to actually changing realizing I don't actually want to be this person that I was. Yeah. Hope that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And honestly, when I saw the question, I literally heard the spirit say, congratulations, mm. because a lot of people you were up. I hear a lot of people say, well, this is the way I've always been. Mm. Well, sis, just because you always be this way does not mean that it's right. So mm -hmm. we do have to welcome change uh, because the truth of the matter is when we were children, we had a blank slate, childhood Ooh. trauma, childhood wounds, our environments, our, our raising um, life in itself mm -hmm. had lasting impressions on us. And it kind of put some things in us that really weren't right. Um, you know, I remember or I remember um, coming to school, going to college and I, I, I realized my normal was not other people's normal. What was normal to me was not normal to other people. Not that um, what they were doing were um, wrong, but you just kind of learn and evolve and your mind just kind of is exposed to a lot of different things. So you just have to give yourself permission, like you mm -hmm. said, Sita, to change because change sometimes it's hard, but it's all it's often necessary. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we just have to um, embrace the change, um, be thankful for the change. And um, yeah, that's what I want okay. to say. So congratulations yeah. to the people who are changing because yeah. um, listen, because we, we're discovering <laughs> ourselves, we're healing 
from different things. And, um, you know, so congratulations, y'all. Okay. All right. Thank you, Sheena. She said she's got to hop off. So happy and proud. Such a great discussion, ladies. Thank you for being here. So um, the next question, I listen, we, we said we was going to jump in, so we're jumping in. Okay. Um, this was actually a question that was posed by a couple people. So how do you revive a stale marriage or friendship? Okay. I had to put friendship and um, uh, marriage together because it's still just a relationship. And I feel like even though um, marriage is like often placed above the other, you know, in, in importance, some of the same concepts still apply, essentially. So before we even tackle this question, Aaron says, good stuff, Tiffany. Tasha says, embrace, embrace, embrace. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I think I'm going to jump in on this one first. So in terms of a marriage or a friendship, how to revive it if it's stale? First of all, we I'm going to separate them out just for a second. Well, actually, no, I'm not because they both apply. Should you be in the friendship? Should you be in the marriage? Is it harmful to you in a physical sense yeah it is it harmful to you in a physical sense now again trigger warning trigger warning because we're about to go into domestic violence stuff and all of that if you are in a relationship where domestic violence is taking place i know it's a simple thing to be like oh just leave but it's not so simple mentally it's not so simple with all these attachments that you formed with um another person so first and foremost not advocates for domestic violence i want to make that clear not at all nowhere is cita saying stay in an unsafe relationship that's not what i'm saying what i am saying is if you are in a situation where domestic violence is present then you need to go and chat with somebody specifically about your situation. Again, this is not therapy and I can't give you anything specific on a general forum or video. So there's that. But um, if you are in a situation, even where it's emotionally abusive, emotionally toxic, you know, and, and how would you know that you would know that by how you're waking up how you're functioning, how you're going throughout your day. Is it impacting you as you go to work? Is it impacting you when you are supposed to be taking care of your kids or taking care of other people, et cetera? If it is toxic, then you have to ask yourself, you know, why am I still here? What are the things that I need to do to leave this relationship? So that's one. And I don't even want to get too far into that because one of our questions are going to kind of hit on that. But if you are in a situation where, you know, you do want to revive it, you feel like the friendship or the marriage is worth saving, then you got to take a step back. And first and foremost, because I'm the therapist, I'm always going to tell you to look in the mirror, look in the mirror, child, <laughs> look in the mirror. OK, look in the mirror and see how you have contributed to this thing, because that's important. It takes two people to be in a relationship, friendship, marriage, et cetera, two people. Two committed people. So whatever you have contributed or not contributed, you know that maybe you should have contributed. You got to be honest about that. And then I'm going to encourage you to look at what you expect 
What am I expecting for this season of my life? What am I expecting from you? Because when you entered into this relationship, you had an expectation. That's why you're disappointed. If you didn't have an expectation, you wouldn't be disappointed. Okay. I'm going to just stop right there because I'm going to let y'all talk. But yeah, that's what I, that's what you do. Look at your expectations and then you go on from there. Go on here, y'all. Y'all talk. That was good to me. See, I had the same um, kind of things that we have to wonder, first of all, is it is it even worth reviving? So we have to take that step back, take that assessment, take that self-inventory. And then not only that, but we have to see kind of what you said. We have to see if we even have the capacity. Mm, capacity. Because, because um, the um, revive literally means to give energy or strength to a thing. So Ooh. you need to see if you even have the energy or the strength Ooh. to revive the friendship. Girl, can you say that again? Go back again right there. I'm serious. That's important. That's a good word right there. Like, I, know, I think we skip over words. Revive means what, girl? It means to give strength or energy to a thing. So I'm so giving we, my strength and my energy to somebody else. In order to revive it. Yes. Mm. And so we have to even make sure that we have the capacity or the bandwidth mm. to do it. And that kind of flows with what you said as far as expectations, because if we're honest, we have entered in many relationships, friendships, platonic and romantic, without even having expectations of talking about what we expect from people. And when we do that, then a lot of times our boundaries are not um, adhered to. Um, We get disappointed. We get let down. And so, you know, life will teach you that you have to um, have these hard conversations and you have to have them early on. So you'll know what they expect from you and what you expect from them. And so that will eliminate a lot of stress, a lot of heartache. So you'll know if you even have the bandwidth again or the capacity to even handle this friendship or relationship. So I felt like that was very, very important because a lot of times we exert ourselves and a lot of things, whether it be people, places or things, that we really don't even have the energy or the strength to do Yeah, something. and then we'd be disappointed because we, we used up all our strength when nobody told you that they, they didn't even expect that. You just put that out there. You unrealistic expectations you put on yourself, trying to mm. people please and all this type of stuff. But yeah. y'all go ahead. I just wanted to add that. <laughs> don't go ahead, and too, and let me add this too, because, um, and I literally, when I was a, a thinking about this question, I literally was thinking about in an emergency room because I actually was looking at um, Virgin River. I don't know if any of y'all saw that, but I'm just catching up on Netflix. I'm being <laughs> binge watching. And um, one of the cast members um, just died. And so you know how they have to put the shock on them. Mm-hmm. But everybody does not come back from a shock. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? So I said that to say everybody okay, doesn't <laughs> Every relationship will not come, come, will not be able to be revived. You can mm. use the shots, you can do all you can, but sometimes the relationship is you, you, you fall out, Ooh. you go in different, you flow in different di- directions naturally. Whatever happens, sometimes every relationship is not worth being savaged. Mm. Go ahead, Rama. You can say that, but I still had to put that up there because that was the next question. Go ahead. And um, I was finna tell Tiffany, you can't be saying I just want to drop that like that was just some <laughs> little golden nugget. Hello, 
gave us a whole word and a whole sermon. Okay, sis. Okay. Um, I was just gonna say. Now, my mine is a little nugget. No, but Ooh. I would say um, you have to be intentional, right? Ooh. And also, along with that intentionality, um, I think it's really important to pay attention to make sure that you're not the only one trying to revive that friendship or that relationship. Because you don't want to be fighting by yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when you are fighting for that relationship by yourself, it gets really exhausting, mm-hmm. right? So then we have to go back to, you know, what Sita said about looking in the mirror and being like, wait a minute, why am I putting all my, what she say? Putting all my energy and my strength into yes. something. Why are you over there just like this? Mm. Right. I mean, I guess we could. And it's like, no, we both got to work at that thing. You know what I'm saying? So I think paying attention to um, a relationship takes two people. Right. So paying Mm -hmm. attention to how the other person is handling that. Like, do they even do they want to revive the relationship? Mm. (laughs) Throw in a towel. So that's it. Okay, don't keep going, because the next question is, when do you hit the destruction button in the relationship? So. That's good. You started to head into it, Romy. <laughs> Talking about do they even want to? <laughs> yeah, of course. So <laughs> I, like that's, I feel like that's when you hit in. <laughs> if I'm the only one fighting, then wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? What are what are we doing? I remember mm. um and I, I literally just just experienced this with one of my really good friends. Like we've been friends for years and I'll just, there was a lot that was said, there was a lot that was unpacked, but our mindsets Mm. were in two different spaces. Like, so we, it was silent and then we both started speaking at the same time. So then when we finally got out, Oh, well, what were you saying? And what were you saying? I was saying, how can we fix this and move forward? She was saying, I don't think this friendship is healthy. Wow. That's two different things, two different Mm -hmm. mindsets. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's been that way for a while, but you know, you keep trying to fight, 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 but you fight. Mm -hmm. And it's actually okay. It's actually okay. That's what I be saying to people, you know, because I just had a client this week that was hurt, right? So there was a situation that happened in her friendship and uh, she couldn't believe that her friend would do this to her and so she tried to explain it to her friend like this is why i'm hurt and the friend was just not hearing it and she was like i think this is a point that i need to end this relationship i said and it is Mm -hmm. it is and then she was sad and she was crying because she's like i feel like i keep losing friends i'm like i understand that but how about thinking about it from a different perspective? How about seeing it, you know, yes, it's a loss, like just naturally speaking, but how about seeing it as a shift? You are taking on a new identity. You're changing, you're growing. You are giving yourself permission to be this person that you want to be. And if somebody doesn't fit in that, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It just means that you've grown apart. Mm-hmm. Now, by okay. saying, yeah, by saying there's nothing wrong with you, I ain't saying you're perfect, okay? That's not what I'm saying. I ain't saying you're perfect, okay? Because <laughs> we all got work to do, right? Okay, all right. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> Were you going to say something, Tiffany? Okay. Yeah, so um, I think it's important, right? So 
Uh, Romy brought up a good point. When do you hit the destruction button? When you find that you're pulling all on your own. And I think another thing that you said, when you find that you have two different perspectives that are yeah. so, I'm not saying that people with different lifestyles, perspectives, thoughts, et cetera, can't be friends, can't be, um, you know, in alignment, mm -hmm. but there's at some point where that's going to have to separate. Mm -hmm. Right. And so now if we flip that, because we kind of been talking about friendship, if we flip that and we're talking about a marriage, y'all going to make me, y'all going to make me draw something, but it's okay. Okay. If we're talking about a marriage, you have my expectations, your expectations. Then you have these aligned expectations in the middle. If the aligned expectations are small, that's why you're going to get the conflict. That's why you're going to feel like oh, this is stale, this ain't working, this ain't whatever. The more that you have aligned expectations, then your individual expectations become smaller and you have more agreement. That's so good. you want to be in the aligned expectation spot. And I want to read this comment. Aaron says, I'm taking it all in, y'all on point. Tasha says, that's the tough part about relationships. Coming to the realization that sometimes things come to an end. However, I'm all about putting in the amount of work needed to address the issues. Yes. Agree with that. Agree with that for sure. Um, I, I want to oh, go ahead. Go ahead. One more thing. Yeah. Um, destruction button. And I feel like that needs to happen not only when you are the only one fighting, but also like if the other person isn't willing to change. Now, mm -hmm. yes. change people, right? But I think, Sita, you mentioned it earlier, how if you say, hey, there's something that you're doing and it makes me feel this way or it's making me feel bad and they're not willing to change that, you know, because I had that happen to me before with another friend, like, this is just how I am. And I'm like, well, I don't like you talking to me this way. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it was time for that friendship to end. And although it sucks, I still have peace because it's like a boundary that was set up. Like, mm -hmm. listen, I don't let nobody talk to me like this, especially my friend. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's different if you were a stranger or somebody I didn't care about. It's like, okay, whatever. But my friend talking to me this way, it's like, it's not okay. So I think that but, that's sorry. okay uh, to hit the destruction button. That's it. To add to that, I feel like if your friend talking to you some kind of way, then you have to even ask yourself, is that really your friend? Right? Because friends, if we're breaking it down, and again, like, if we're breaking it down, most of us be calling people friends and they ain't our friend. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's just the truth. They're not our friends. To me, a friend is somebody that has your best interest in mind. And I'm not talking about just speaking to you a little bit different because that's how they're raised. I'm talking about speaking to you like just off kilter, right? Like you got to question if it's some motives behind that, if there's some jealousy behind that, if there's some extra stuff going on behind that. Okay. Um, discussion is really good. We're going to take this last question and then we're going to have a commercial break. And after we come back from the commercial, then we're going to do another giveaway. Okay. Okay. Only for the folks that's present on the line. <laughs> and for those folks really quick again, before we go um, and answer this next question for the folks that are on the line that said that they um, may want to um, join backstage to come on camera and ask, 
Uh, I want to make an announcement. You already had your backstage pass emailed to you. So the backstage pass is different than the comment section or the viewer pass that you have right now. Okay. Just making it clear. So if you still want to do that, just let me know in a chat, like I'm about to come in backstage and then we'll prep for you. But that's going to be after the commercial, after the giveaway. Okay. So our next question before the commercial, what are practical steps I can take to actually bring joy back into my relationships? Um, first, what I would say, um, kind of what I said earlier that um, we have to be open about our expectations, what we expect from people. Mm as well as we have to see what they expect. Um, I feel like that will save or, and this may sound crazy, but it will prevent relationships that really shouldn't have started in the first place, if that makes sense. That don't sound crazy. Um, but I feel like establishing expectations on both ends will be a step, maybe not the first, but be a step into bringing joy back into relationships because again, Anytime um, expectations are broken, um, you know, or a boundary is crossed, you don't you don't find joy in that. And mm -hmm. so I feel like if expectations are established, um, that would that would help. All right, tune in next week for part two of this episode.